Welcome to the Backend Brain Podcast, a podcast dedicated to exploring the latest innovative system solutions and technology trends so that your business operations and systems can function like a backend brain as brilliant as you are. I'm your host, Courtney Lazar, the founder and CEO of Systems Up, a team of professional systems champions and educators on a mission to prove that with the right tailored to them tools, systems, and automations can help entrepreneurs go big without breaking down. So sit back, relax, and let's dive in. Okay, everybody, I am so excited for today's podcast episode because we are here with Chris Jones, who is the founder of Red Door Designs, where she creates strategic websites with a focus on copywriting. So we're going to be talking all things website copy today, which I know for me personally is kind of like my Achilles heel copy and marketing in general is just not something I was blessed with, (laughs) not something that I'm very good at. So I'm really excited for today's conversation. So Chris, thank you so much for joining us today. I'm going to go ahead and hand the reins over for you to give us a little bit more about who you are and what you do and how you got started. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm really, really happy to be here today. I run a boutique firm in Portland, Oregon, and I got into this industry about 20-ish years ago. And I originally was really focused on website design and branding. And what I found over time was just like what you shared, that writing is the Achilles heel for every business owner. Yeah, it's it's definitely not naturally coming to most people. (laughs) No. And, you know, when you're self-employed, you create your own business because you love the work you do. And what most most of us don't realize is that you only get to do the work you love part of the time because a good chunk of the time you're having to drum up content and copy and you didn't sign up to be a copywriter. So it just does. It's kind of like the bane of our existence and it's hard to know what to say. It feels like a continual homework assignment that just never ends and it's no fun. So I, I watched my clients go through the struggle. And don't get me wrong, I have been through this struggle myself. But after watching it happen over and over and over again, and the projects that I would work on, the timelines would get moved back and moved back and moved back because my clients were just struggling so much with creating their own copy. And really, there are only a couple of alternatives there's only two options right now that like people think that they have in their mind. They either have to write it themselves, which feels a lot like torture. That's my my personal form of torture. Yes. Right. Or they hire somebody else to write it for them, which often can be really expensive. Number one. And the other thing that happens with that path is that you can't outsource your own voice. When you are the business It's never going to feel right when someone else writes your copy for you. So it's kind of like we get stuck in a pickle of like, I don't want to write it myself, but I don't want to fork over a bunch of money for someone to do it for me. And then it still doesn't sound like my voice. So what I began to do is create this collaborative approach to copywriting. So you're never stuck doing it alone. And you have a guide, an expert guide with you to really help you to really do it for you, but do it with you, right? So it's, it's this collaborative process that over the years, I've fine tuned to the point where my clients can go through the process with me. It's a one-on-one process. 
Copywriting should not be done in a group. (laughs) It's too personal. It's too intimate. And we get your website copy completely written and dialed in in 2.5 hours flat. That's amazing. That is amazing. And it's, you know, listening to you, it almost sounds like you've come up with a way to systemize copywriting, right? Because a lot of the times when people think of systems, they think of only tech, but it's, or an automation, right? An automation of tech. But when we actually talk about that and explain it to our clients, it could be a process. It could be a template. It could be a workflow. It's something that's making a process more efficient. So it's finding almost like a templated way or framework to build copy for their website. A hundred percent. That is exactly it. So after so many years in the industry, the truth is all those golden nuggets of copy are inside of you. But what I have learned how to do is really mine those out of you and pull out the essence of who you are and be able to puzzle piece and put together a story for you that's aligned with you in your voice that is not only compelling, but it's really, it creates a resonance resonance with your clients, which is the most important thing because that's what gets them to want to work with you. They want to, they want to resonate with you. They want to really understand that you're the best person to solve the problem for them. And they want to know that you understand the problem that they're struggling with. So we go through all that and we really tell a story. And when I talk about telling your story, it's less about like the history around your past and how you came to do what you do. It's more about inviting your leads or your potential clients into a story with you where they play the hero and you play the guide and they can really envision themselves working with you and reaching this beautiful end result of success. I love that. I love that. And I know we've talked that it's, you could be an overwhelming feat for a client to write their own copy and how it's even for me personally, something I really struggle with. And I know it can be really hard when you're so close to your business that, you know, with anything, you kind of have to pull back from a bird's eye view or like remove yourself from a situation to really be able to execute in the way that you want to. So do you have some like fundamental tips that really business owners should know and include when they're writing their copy? Well, I want to echo what you just said about being close to our own business. There's a thing, it's called the bottle effect. And what this is, is just the fact that we are all too close to our own business. And what that is like, it's like trying to read the label from inside the bottle. It's literally impossible to get that perspective we need. So that happens so much. And it's just, it makes it 10 times harder. So I want to let you guys off the hook around that because it's true for all, all entrepreneurs, all business owners, that bottle effect is real and it makes it a lot harder. The other thing that happens for many of us is that after working in the industry that we're in for a certain number of years, we forget what it's like to not know what we know. So we use language language on our website and we communicate in ways that make things more complicated than they need to be. And we really need to simplify and use simple language that our 
potential clients can really understand easily. Yeah. I was actually just having that conversation yesterday with somebody on my team because we're going through and refining a process that basically our process for our projects that we take on with our clients and really trying to fine tune where we need to scale down and simplify what we're communicating or teaching our clients because we've been so in the weeds with systems and ClickUp that it's like second nature to us, but it's brand new for a lot of our clients. And so I think sometimes with just like you said with copy or anything in general with business, right? With that bottle effect, as an example, I have a call this afternoon with somebody who's going to help me get out from my weeds of my own business for a couple of things that we have launching that could I figure it out? Yes. But sometimes you just need somebody to be that echo of either validation or, Hey, maybe not. Let's go this route because of this reason that you're not seeing because you're so far in the lead. So I love that, you know, you do, you know, emphasize too on how, like what I just said with a, like you said, the bottle effect and how that's, that affects our copywriting as well. Mm-hmm. Yep. The bottle effect and the curse of knowledge are just two things that make it really challenging to write for yourself. Once you, once you understand the fundamentals of storytelling and you can use that as a way to filter out the clutter and just keep the clarity, you're in much better shape and you're kind of like, you know, 99% of the websites out there are not doing this. So If you do this, it's a really great way to just stand out from the rest. Yeah. And that actually perfectly segues into my next question, which was going to be around storytelling, because I know that you had mentioned that previously as well. But can you tell us a little bit more about what it means to tell a story with your website copy and why it's important? Because, you know, I remember one time I was working with somebody and she told me we were discussing like pain points and what our clients would be considered as far as their successes. Right. And she said, you're not going to explain it to them kind of like what you just said in your own language right? Like how you would explain it. You want to, what she used was Hawaii eyes, the process. And she said, when you're booking a vacation to Hawaii, you don't care about the little nitty gritty details. What airline are you flying? And what time is the plane leaving? You care about what you're going to do when you get to Hawaii. You know, are you going to go scuba diving? Are you going to eat food? Like that's how you need to be communicating to your client. It's not like from a systems perspective, I would say, well, we're going to streamline how you, you know, intake your leads and get them from, you know, lead to, to client. Whereas, you know, you would say that to your client to Hawaiiize it would be, we're going to make it possible for you to convert more clients more quickly. So you don't have to, you know, work as much or so you can make more revenue. Like what is that dream scenario for them versus how we would typically explain it? So kind of circling back to my question of how you really define storytelling for website copy and why it's important. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's such a good question. I mean, I think fundamentally people care about what they're going to get from working with you, not how you're going to do it. They want to know that you can solve their problem. That's kind of all they want to know. That's all they care about. And that is about themselves. So when it comes to storytelling, I'll just break down like every story that was ever told, (laughs) whether it's a movie or a book or whatever, it, it comes down to three things that happen in every story. Number one, A hero has a problem they can't solve. That's how a story begins with a hero who has a problem they can't solve. Then they meet a guide who has a solution and your service is really that solution. And so you want to position your service as the solution to their problem. And then that process allows that hero to find success. And it is really that simple. I mean, 
go watch a movie tonight or tomorrow and just think of that in your mind. That's that's how it works. So really what we want to do is the most one of the most important things we can do is articulate the problem or the struggle that they're having. And there's so many cool psychology things that happen in our brain, right? When when we articulate the problem clearly, they automatically think that we're the best one to solve that problem for them. As I mentioned before, it establishes resonance. They feel seen, they feel heard, and they're now they're pulled into the story. Our brains find stories 100% irresistible. So when they begin with a problem, our brains can't help but engage because we need to find out if the problem is going to be solved. Yeah. It's kind of like a cliffhanger in a movie. Like you have to know how the movie ends. Like, even if you don't really like the movie, you're like, okay, but I don't feel complete until I know what happens. <laughs> right. Right. So let's just say like within the first 15 minutes of the movie, the bomb was disarmed and there was no, like no, no bomb that was about to go off that they needed to prevent. Everybody would get up and leave the movie because there's like nothing, nothing at stake and there's no problem that needs to be solved. So it's the same thing with your website. So you want to talk about the problem, articulate it so clearly. And you can do this with just a headline that, that speaks to the overarching problem. You can follow it up with a few bullet points that kind of go deeper into articulating that problem. But that's a great way to begin your website is to really, really articulate that problem clearly. The other thing that's really very important to do is to show them a better future. So we want to show our leads or potential clients what success will look like. And this is really like, what's their life going to look like? What's a better vision for their future after you've helped them solve this problem? And so I like to include at least three really clear ways that they're going to benefit from this. And one thing that happens when we're communicating this, or one mistake I should say I see all the time is that people talk about features of what they do rather than the true benefits of it, right? So back to your Hawaii eyes example, (laughs) which I love. That's a great, that's a great term. And I wholeheartedly believe in that is really rather than saying like, we're going to feed you two meals on the airplane, you say, no, what's the benefit of this? Like they don't care about getting two meals. That's a feature of the flight from the airline. But what people care about is like, you'll be, you'll have your toes in the sand within an hour after landing, right? So how's their life going to be so much better because of this? They're going to calm their mind. They're going to have better connections with their family. They're going to feel rejuvenated when they, when the vacation is over and fully engage with their children. So all kinds of things, but that needs to be right up front because People are just constantly scanning websites to find out how their life can become better. And so we want to just spoon feed them that stuff right away. Yeah. And make it easily accessible so they know exactly what they're getting. They're not having to dig around for it because we also, time is precious as we were chatting about, you know, prior to recording this episode, like time is precious for a lot of people. We're just, I feel like everybody's in a season of busy. And I think making sure, like you said, that that's upfront and clear is going to be so important for people to easily and quickly digest. 
And I know, you know, in addition to storytelling, you, your overall goal for website is to make sure that it connects with the ideal client and converts them. And so how can business owners make sure that copy is written to convert rather than just to sound good? And it may be, you know, what you just talked about, but what tips do you really have for making sure that copy is catered towards that ideal client? Well, definitely keep it around them. I mean, number one, the best thing you can do is just put in the work to filter out the noise and the clutter. So if they don't have to to read long paragraphs of copy, if you make it scannable, you're showing them that you respect their time. And you're also showing them that you know what you do and you know, and what they care about matters to you. I think that that's like the most important thing you can do on your web- website is just continually communicate that what they care about matters to you. You want to give them a very clear call to action. So we, we never want to say things like learn more or something passive like that. You want to just clearly give them a clear direction around the next step that you want them to take. So how do you know your website's working? Is it because your calendar gets booked out with lead calls or is it because somebody fills out an email form or that they buy your course? So you just want to, if you want them to buy a course, say buy the, buy the course, buy the course, buy the course. So have one clear call to action. You don't want to point them in a bunch of different directions. That doesn't really establish you as trustworthy and knowledgeable guide. And that's actually when you just mentioned trust was something that, you know, I was thinking about as you were speaking that, especially with remote business being such a boom right now, especially since COVID, it is so important for you to be able to convey that no like trust factor to your clients in a remote space, because, you know, sometimes you're never like for me, as an example, I very rarely ever meet a client, you know, it is very rare that that happens. And so being able to convey that via your website or your web copy to be able to establish who you are as a person, what, you know, authenticity, I feel like is a really big thing that people crave, especially now, because I feel like there's so much it's kind of like a double-edged sword. There's so much connectedness because of social media and technology, but it also has caused a more of a disconnect with authenticity. And so I feel like that's one thing too, that is so important when it comes to your website is people being able to relate and understand who you are and how, like you said, how it benefits them, but that they, they trust you with doing something for them. And that's, I think one of the biggest selling points for me, when I'm choosing who I work with in certain instances is who they come across as a person to me, because that, for example, I just wrapped up a project um, where rebranding and I worked with a designer and her work was amazing, but there's lots of great designers out there. And one of the biggest reasons I chose to work with her was because of her personality and just who she showed up as, as a person. And because of that, we clicked really well. And so I do just think those things are so incredibly so incredibly important when it comes to your website. Oh, it's so true. I think there's an area on your website where it makes sense for you to show up and introduce yourself as the guide and kind of write a short but strategic note to them about who you are and why this matters to you and why you're the best one to solve the problem for them. But the thing that really 
comes across when you're a guide and you're a very effective guide is that you have a lot of empathy. You really, that empathy needs to really come through. And that, that is a really powerful way to establish a deeper connection, like letting them know that you really get the struggle. And maybe you get the struggle because you've been through it yourself before and you've come out the other side of it. So you know how to take them through that journey with you. And then as far as trust goes, the reality is people believe what other people have to say about you more than they believe what you have to say about you. So your testimonials are so important. And a a lot of times, and you can use them in really powerful ways. If the testimonial speaks to the problem that you solve and that happy end result that you provided for that client. So look at your testimonials and edit out all the fluff or the clutter and just use testimonials that prove that you can create this result time and time again. And then another thing you can do to build trust is to just show like a very simple kind of bar, a narrow bar across your website that has like three accolades that you've accomplished. It might be like a certification that you have or number of clients you've served or number of years you've been in the industry. There's always ways, even when you're new to your industry, there's always ways to show that you have some authority. Space. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, something you mentioned previously that also really resonated with me was, you know, whenever we're getting to the point where we, we need to write copy for our website, uh, I know a lot of us get stuck in between no one knows my business as well as I do. So should I write my own copy? And then on the flip side, writing's not my forte. I don't have the bandwidth. I need to hire a third party to do this for me. So, and you may, this, your framework that you've developed, this system may be the answer to this, but you know, what are your suggestions for making sure your copy can tell a story and reach your ideal client when working with or hiring a third party copywriter that you're working with. So I I guess like for me, that I think has been a sticking point for outsourcing in general, even if it's not for copywriting, it's delegation is scary. Like when we're, we started hiring for my company and I started putting some of my team to be, to become client facing, you know, that was something that was terrifying for me that, Oh, they're never going to be able to, you know, do this in the way that I did it. And that's, hard to let go. And so one of the things we did, which is why I'm kind of assuming your framework comes into play is we built a system around client communication and we removed the emotion from it. Like what's the fear with it? Why do I feel nervous about this? And what's the actual solution? And so we created a system an SOP and a guide for client communication that all team members have to review. And that was the key to the puzzle for making me feel not uncomfortable to delegate something. And so and when it comes to copy, do you have some some advice as far as that goes? Especially when it comes to storytelling, right? Like you said, the storytelling piece or just in general, how do we extract that information from ourselves to provide a copywriter what they would need to be able to successfully tell our story? Sorry to interrupt this episode, but this will be really quick. I know I don't need to tell you that the legal stuff always feels overwhelming and scary to think about in our business. And it also isn't the fun side of business, but it's the 
the necessary side to successfully scale and grow your business. In order to scale and empower ourselves, we need to take the steps to learn about what's keeping us at risk to avoid it in the future. That's where my friend Joey comes in. Joey is a lawyer and a legal coach, and in his course, The Legal Launchpad, Joey gives you his exact method for legally protecting your business. So step away from the legal stress of your business and join The Legal Launchpad today. Check out the link to his course in the show notes below. Alrighty, let's get back to the show. Okay, well, I mean, I think the best thing that you can do is to understand those four components of story, mm-hmm. which are the hero has a problem they can't solve. They need a guide with a solution and then that hero finds success. So if you brain dump all the problems that your clients are struggling with, all the ones that you know they struggle with, especially the ones that they tell you that they're struggling with in their words, creating a document that just has a brain dump of all those problems is going to go a long way. And then you want to also brain dump all the happy end results and all the success that they're hoping to achieve once they solve this problem. So again, another brain dump, get this out of your head, out of your heart and onto a Google doc or onto paper, whatever you choose. And then really talk about or brain dump again, like how your service solves this problem. And I think once you have those three things on paper, it will make it so much easier for not only you to write your own copy, but for someone else to kind of get into the heads and the hearts of your clients. So that's kind of the best way to start. The other thing to keep in mind, if you do decide to write your own copy is always start with the problem that your hero's having. So begin every social post that you do talking about the problem. And people, again, they just cannot help but engage. If you're doing an email, if you're writing your website, whatever you're writing, you're writing your social media profiles. This is the way you do it. This is the way you get unstuck is to start with the problem. Yeah. I love that. I, this is probably I would say, what are the most common mistakes that you would see a client making when it comes to writing their copy? I think the most common one is that we make ourselves the hero of our own story and that it just happens so much. And I I understand why we think, oh, it's our website. We should talk about ourselves, but that isn't actually the case. There's only room for one hero in every story. So when you make yourself the hero of the story, you kicked your potential client out of the story and they will leave your website and go somewhere else. They don't even quite know why they just know, ah, this just doesn't feel like a fit or I'm not clicking with this person. It's because you're the hero. And the, the one kind of fun thing to know is that the hero is actually the weakest character in every story. We think and culturally, we think like superheroes are just very powerful, but really the hero is the weakest character because they have a problem they don't know how to solve. So when you establish yourself as the guide and then the hero, then they realize like, oh, there's someone that can help me overcome this, this hurdle. That would be like one major mistake I see. The other one kind of back to the features versus benefits is really talking about features. Features are about yourself, right? Benefits are about your client. So just kind of put that filter through 
say, are the are these benefits really benefits or are they features? And getting getting clear on the benefits, what painting a picture of what their life is going to look like after the fact. I think the other thing is that we don't take the time to get the perspective, like an outside perspective. We're all inside our own bottle. So here's a fun challenge for, for your listeners. Go to a coffee shop, work there for an hour and pick like one or two or three people and show them your website. You can buy them a copy in exchange for doing this. Give them 15 to 20 seconds looking at your website, just when they land on your website, show them the page. Don't tell them anything about what you do. And just ask them, when you look at this website, can you tell me what I do? And and see if they can answer that question. If they can't, then you need to do a little bit of work on your website. Because yeah. they really need to, like that main section on your website, when people land on it, you've got to communicate what you do and how it will make their life better in about five seconds. So yeah. that that's kind of a fun way to just get that perspective that you need. Of course, you can always work with an expert or work with me. But the cheapest way to do it, it would be to go to a coffee shop and just put it in front of a few people that, that have no idea who you are or what you do. I need to put my website in front of my husband because we've been together for six years. And I think sometimes he still has a hard time telling people what it is that I do for a living. He just, well, she works from home, something with software. I'm like, <laughs> yep, you're close. <laughs> but no, I love that. And I love that you said that the common mistake is making yourself the hero. Because even when you were first explaining the hero versus the guide, when you said, you know, the client is the hero, I was intrigued to hear where what role the service provider played. Um, and I love that you said the guide because that makes total sense. But I feel like that is so misrepresented in general when it comes to copywriting for, for your business, because I feel like so many times you're told to make yourself or your business the hero in that situation. So I love that, that you said that because it makes way more sense to be the guide because that's what we're doing. We're guiding and we're giving our clients the tools to succeed and continue to be the hero in their own story type of situation. So I love that you said that. And that makes total sense why that would be a common mistake that you would see in this industry. Yeah, so true. Kind of think about like Luke Skywalker and Yoda, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Where is Yoda or Karate Kid and Mr. Miyagi. Yeah. Where Mr. Miyagi and our clients are the Karate Kid. Yeah, I love that. And something I always love chatting with my clients about, obviously, because we're systems people, we teach systems in our business, and they they play a huge role in how we function in, in the day-to-day. -day. And you've already talked a little bit of how you know your framework is almost like a systemized process and what you're doing to work with your clients. And so I'm curious to know, just for fun, are there any top platform recommendations that, you, that work really well for you and your business or that you utilize when you're working with your clients? We just love to hear about you know how other people are functioning in the back end of their business sometimes, and it's not really as talked about as much. So I'd love to hear a little bit about that. Well, the, the usuals, I work with a business manager and so she, she keeps things really streamlined. We use uh, Slack for communication mm -hmm. and we use Asana for project management. And then I'm a big fan of Thrive Cart and Thrive Learn. Yeah. They offer a one-time fee rather than, I mean, Kajabi's great and all you know there's it's not like I don't like the other ones but I just appreciate a one-time fee and then I get to use it for years and years so I love that about Thrive, Thrive Part and Thrive Learn and then I think they're just continuing to elevate 
what they offer. And so I found it to be a really great tool for. Yeah. We yeah. actually use Thrivecart too for all of our checkout for our, we have ClickUp template shop on our website and Thrivecart is who we use for our payment processing and our checkout pages and things like that. So I remember the day that I purchased Thrivecart and I was like, oh, it's so expensive, but I only have to pay for it one time and I've got lifetime access. So I know exactly what you're talking about because I haven't had to pay a dime since and I've had it for three or four years now. So it's a great tool. We love, love Thrivecart. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. And the other thing, one other thing that I, I use in my business that I think a lot of people aren't aware of is Google draw. So together we craft your wireframe and there's a lot of visual aspects to the wireframe. The wireframe is just really a roadmap of what your website needs to look like and all the words that are going to go on the website, where images are going to go, where icons are going to go. It's It just gives you a very detailed idea of what to do on your website, right? Along with the words. And I use Google Draw for that process. And what I love about it is that it shows very clearly those visuals, but it also makes it really easy to collaborate yeah. with my clients and they have access to it. They can share it with their web designer. I just, I'm crazy about the Google suite. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I love that you said that because I feel like it kind of goes along with what we were talking about previously with being in a remote space and you're having to accommodate for that, right? In different facets, like we talked about copy and now it's in systems. You know, with if we're collaborating with clients, a lot of people are very visual, especially you almost have to be sometimes when you work remotely with others, because it's not like you're in an office where you're in a setting where you can have those conversations, get up on the whiteboard, talk about something, have a piece of paper in front of you with something outlined. It makes it easier to collaborate and convey a project or a deliverable or what something's going to look like by utilizing tools like that for as an as an example we use I don't know if you've heard of Miro ClickUp also has a whiteboard feature but there's also a third party uh it's called Miro but it's kind of like what you're talking about you can build charts and workflows and like you can outline like a wireframe for a website or mind mapping there's lots of ways to visually articulate projects, project updates, where things are going. So I love that you use Google Draw. I personally never used that. So I didn't even know that it was there to be totally honest. So I'll have to go check that out now because I know the whole system or tech that we uh, can explore. So totally. It's like this little hidden gem that most people don't know about. I just adore it. I love that. Okay. Well, amazing. And Chris, like it's been so great talking to you today. So if somebody is interested in working with you, how, what's the best way to get in touch? Is there currently anything that you're promoting? What's the 411 on all ways to work with you? Yep. You can work with me. Go to reddoordesigns.com. That's R-E-D-D-O-O-R-D-E-S-I-G-N-S.com. Everything that I offer is on that page. I do have a freebie right now that is called Five Minutes to Compelling Copy. And it shows you exactly what I talked you through around the hero with a problem meets a guide and find success. So What I shared earlier about like the best thing you can do to either start writing your own copy or to get the information out of your head and onto paper. Best way to do that would be to download that freebie, watch the five minute video, and it comes with a companion worksheet that will guide you through extracting all that information. And it doesn't take very long at all because I know we are all (laughs) so busy. (laughs) 
And if you are just fed up trying to write your own copy and you want to do it with a pro and get it done in two and a half hour splat so your website can just sell for you and do that heavy lifting and you can focus on doing the work that you love. You can go to that same website and check out the copy that website copy that sells offer that I have. Awesome. Amazing. And for everybody listening, we are going to make sure to link everything she just mentioned in the show notes for you guys. So you have quick and easy access to get in contact or go download that freebie if you're interested. And Chris, as with every episode, we love to wrap up with some fun rapid fire questions. So are you ready for your questions? I am really ready. Yep. Okay. All right. Number one, what is your favorite TV show? Oh my gosh. I know. Hard one right out the gate. (laughs) Actually, it's okay. This is going to be pretty funny, but it's just top of mind right now. I have a five-year-old little boy Mm -hmm. and he is really obsessed with the zombies show. It's on the Disney channel. Uh And at first I, you know, he, he watches it like once a day at first. I just didn't think about it much, but then I, over time, I've gotten more and more engaged in it. I love it. Like (laughs) now we both watch it together and it's a musical. So I get the song is literally stuck in my head right now. Nice. Um, So yeah, I would say the zombie series, they have a one, two and three on Disney. I love, I love it all. Yeah. Okay. And then what is your favorite meal? Ooh, I adore a grilled cheese a really good grilled cheese with like butter on the bread mm-hmm. dipped in tomato soup that is really good that's one of my favorite like go-to fall or winter foods my husband um he actually had never had grilled cheese and tomato soup before until we got married and i had him try it and he was like oh, this is amazing like i can't believe i haven't been eating this my entire life so I'll, i still remember the day that he had his very first grilled cheese and tomato soup so i where definitely is, support that what would you say where is he from He's from Moldova, so it's Eastern Europe uh, between Ukraine and Romania. But uh, yeah, tomato soup and grilled cheese combination is obviously just not something that they had where he had growing up. And so when he came here and we started dating, and then I think it was actually when we were still dating that I had had him try it. But And I really like the the roasted red pepper and tomato soup. It's so good. Yes. Yes. So good. That's what we do. Yes. I love it. Okay. Amazing. I can, I can support your favorite meal. That's a good option. (laughs) Um, what is your favorite place you've ever traveled to? Oh my gosh. I would say I, after college, I did a lot of traveling and I ended up in Turkey on Mm -hmm. the southern southern coast of Turkey in a Mm -hmm. town called Aludinez. And it was on the Mediterranean Ocean. It was just this quiet, quiet little beach town. And I completely fell in love with that town. And I couldn't leave. I ended up living there for six months. I got a job. I got a job at a deli. I fell in love with a Turkish man. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just like, had a a wonderful time there. That's amazing. I love that. It's kind of like your own um, eat, pray, love story. (laughs) (laughs) I never thought of it like that. But yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Okay. So Turkey is the favorite place you've been. What is your dream travel location now that you haven't been to? Wow. Okay. Mm -hmm. Dream travel location Um, that I haven't been to. Mm -hmm. Gosh, I would say Bali. Bali. It's a good one. Bali is good. I I went in 20... 
2018, I think is when I went to Bali. I went and worked for, I was working remotely at the time. I did the whole digital nomad thing. So I was working out of the co-working spaces, which they actually just, I went to Chenggu in Ubud in Bali and there's a co-working space there um, called Dojo. And that was like the big co-working space in Bali. And they just closed like last month for like, it'd been open for six seven years now, I think. And I just saw that they posted on their Instagram that they were shutting down. So I I would imagine they have more people than ever. Yeah. I think the owner was moving. Um, he and his wife had a baby and they were moving, I think to Australia and couldn't find somebody that wanted to buy it. And so they just had to shut down. So, but yeah, Bali's beautiful. It is really, really pretty. And yeah, I had, I really loved Bali. It was beautiful. So you definitely need to try to find some time to go. Yeah. Yeah. I, someday, someday we'll make it there. It's a long flight. I will say that. (laughs) I can only imagine with a five-year-old. Oh yeah. You'd have to stay there. You'd have to stay there for like three months. Yeah. You have to really make it worth the trip. Okay. And then the last question is what did you want to be when you grew up as a child? Oh gosh. What did I want to be? Probably. I didn't even know like this industry existed. I mean, obviously websites were not around at that time. An artist. An artist. Yeah, I love to draw. I love to create things with my hands. Mm -hmm. And I love the gratification that comes from creating. And so I would have been some type of, I wanted to be some type of maker, even though maker wasn't even really a thing back then. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I love that. I've been trying to convince my dad. Um, he's a mechanic his entire life, but he w- loved like art. Like dr- he was just the best. Like he could draw anything. And he, in his free time, when it would be slow at the shop because he owns his own mechanic shop, he got into welding and he would make these really beautiful like metal art with welding. And I, for so long, I put him like, Dad, open your own Etsy shop. You know, do this, do that. And oh, I know, like you know, he's not in this like remote world or like what what can social media do like to show his work and you know commission art pieces. And I'm still working on him, but but yeah, I can. It would be fun, you know. I think. There's even something to be said for still doing things like that as hobbies, you know. I feel especially as as moms and as business owners, it's so hard to find time to do things that just bring us a little like passion and joy. And that's one thing like my husband and I talk about a lot. It's like how can we like carve out a little time, you know, individually for ourselves, like for him to go do something that he really loves and for me because like I mentioned, we don't have family around. And so it makes it harder to do things like that. But I think it's so important to like try to carve out some intentional time just doing like passion projects or things that just make you happy just just because. What did you want to be when you grew up? Indiana Jones. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to sit here and say that I still don't want to be Indiana Jones either. (laughs) But I just loved... I loved Indiana Jones, like the traveling and the archaeology and like the, you know, treasure hunting. I loved all of that. And I went through this really weird phase when I was younger that I was obsessed with like ancient Egyptian history. So I wanted to go like be an archaeologist in Egypt. And my mom took me to like, there was a traveling mummy exhibit that came to Kansas City when I was living in Missouri. And I went to go see that exhibit. It was like, to this day, one of the coolest things I ever saw. But yeah, I wanted to be Indiana Jones. So... (laughs) Yeah, don't give up on that. 
I'm not, it's, it's still, it's still a possibility. I still can, still can hope for it. <laughs> so, well, Chris, like I said, it was so, so nice to have you on today's episode. Um, I really appreciate you taking the time to join us and for all the amazing information you provided our listeners today. So again, thank you so much for joining us and for everybody listening. Like I said, everything's going to be linked in the show notes to get in contact with Chris and yeah. So uh, thank you for having me. I had a great time. Yeah, good. Awesome. Amazing. Well, everybody, um, we will see you guys on next week's episode. Thanks for joining us for another episode of the Back End Brain Podcast. If you have a minute, share what you heard with a friend, leave us a review, or DM us on Instagram to let us know what you want to hear next. Don't forget to join us next week as we continue to dig into the world of business systems and tech.